Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast, episode 120. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes that have known each other forever, who catch up most days in the Melbourne CBD to talk everything Essendon Football Club. My name is Grant, and with me is the Scott. Hello, everyone. Good to be back. Uh, it is the week before round one, Essendon versus Hawthorne at Marvel. Not a wee bit excited. A wee bit excited. Uh, after a good showing against Geelong the previous week, uh, there's a little bit of anticipation of of us hopefully getting over the top of the Hawks, though we're still the, the long shots in the betting, which is a bit of a surprise. Oh, really? Yeah, they have the Hawks as clear favourites, so oh, well, there you what, go. What do they know? So, but today what we wanted to do was do a one-off VFL show. Yeah, a lot lot of focus on the VFL team for this show. We've got a couple of um, really good guests, great guests from Scotty. We've got um, tonight, um, tonight, today even, on the show we've got um, the VFL president, Paul Cousins. um, And we've got a VFL player who's hoping to be um, included in the VFL list this year in Jack Hickman. He played yesterday... um, and uh, down there at the hangar, so we've uh, we've got both of those guys to talk to today. Yeah, Jack's going to be a really interesting uh, conversation. So you're probably going, who is Jack Hickman? Now, uh, probably about three or four weeks ago, the Essendon Football Club played an interclub game uh, just between each other, and we all saw the highlights of that. And there was a number eleven kind of uh, blonde kind of guy and kicking about two or three goals and running through the middle and looking fast and going, oh, who is this guy? This guy looks great. Well, his name is Jack Hickman. So he's the famous who is number 11. Uh, so we, we got in touch with him and said he'd, he said he would love to come on the show. So, yeah, it was um, it was a really good get. Look, but what I wanted to do was just do a little bit of a five-minute um, coverage of what I saw yesterday. I was able to go down and see the Essendon VFL play Richmond VFL. Yep. Uh, five o'clock at the hangar last night. A uh, half-decent crowd, and there was Essendon royalty all around. I didn't even know they invited about 30, 35 past players to a jumping presentation uh, inside the uh, inside the hangar um, offices. So uh, <laughs> suddenly I'm walking out of my car, and there's Joe Watson walking next to me, and Paul Salmon, and 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 Herdy's there, and and um, Tanya Hurd, and I was like, oh, hey, this do, is. Do we, can we get him on the show? <laughs> yeah. Did you have a chat when we get him on the show? Unfortunately, no. I, I felt respectful that uh, I didn't really want to hound them. Um, but yeah, it was just a really good vibe at the club. Uh, look, in all seriousness, it was very evident um, in the second quarter that. Essendon is a very, very young side, and when it comes to the VFL, even younger. Uh, so we we came up against a very uh, experienced, well-drilled, uh, physical <coughs> Richmond side. So that's – we, you know, they were obviously won the game comfortably by about 39 points. But, look, uh, it was probably not about – because it was a practice match, it probably wasn't really about the loss or, or win. It was just about – how are some of the uh, the younger kids going? And um, I, I, for me, the the most promising uh, player out of that out of that game was, was Archie. Josh Air. No, <laughs> no. Unfortunately, that was a sad tale. So um, <sighs> sorry, no, I've done the first time. I know, man. I know. Sorry about that, everybody. We've got you know the one thing we don't have. We have the Roadcaster Five Thousand um, podcast thing. We need a cough button. We need a we cough actually, button. You know what? The sad is we actually do. I just don't do it. Uh, but I seriously, can't. we have a we have a cough button. Yes. yes. Oh come on, man. 
So uh, I know. So uh, <laughs> come on now. So uh, I've got to get onto that. But Roger. this is how professional we we run this show. Clearly, so. uh, <laughs> we've got a cough. We've got the nah, my great company. Yeah. So uh, I'll get, I'll get onto Josh here. But Archie Perkins probably had the ball twenty five plus times. Uh, was was really smooth moving through the ground. Played midfield the whole game. Uh, which is this, is, and that's what is so much value of the VFL can give you. That you, you know, you've got to remember he played a half forward in his TAC TAC Cup kind of experience. He didn't play last year, so he hasn't played midfield for three or four years. So it was a really good time for him just to be sitting under the ruckman, just saying, "See what you can do, um, have a go at it." Uh, and they can, you know, Lee Tudor can uh, help develop him. And yeah, he just kept on racking up possessions, uh, and he was really good in the clearance work. I, I, I thought his handballing was really spot on. Uh, didn't nail every kick, but I will say this: nearly every player out there was rusty. So it was, uh, you know, for some of our newer guys who hadn't had much game before especially had no games last year, there was obvious rust to go around, um, and which was perfectly fine. So, um, uh, so yeah, so, look, a good spectacle all around. Uh, Josh Ayer looks, like, looks to have done a small hammy. No, he doesn't. Um, <laughs> no, he's fine. It's perfectly fine. Uh, it was precautionary only. I have no idea. But, Josh, if you're listening, get well, mate. Um, we're going to need you early in the season. Um, there's bags for you available in the AFL. <laughs> so uh, he did kick a goal early in the game, um, but then, yeah, in the second quarter, um, went off and didn't play for the rest of the game. So, unfortunately, uh, yeah, it, it was a it was a tough clash. Uh, one of the other VFL guys um, did his shoulder. He was our other taller player. So we went in quite small. So having two tall guys go down early in the second quarter, it was... Did uh, not help. Did not help you. And to say we're getting outmarked is an understatement. Alec so, Waterman? Uh, Alec Waterman was uh, really... Sh- was quite good, actually. Um, played quite high as a forward. So sort of went through the wing and midfield quite a bit. Um, that's where he got most of his possessions. When he started rotating down deep into the forward line, we just didn't get inside 50s for him to be able to actually do any damage. Cool. So um, it, it is It is what it is. Uh, I thought uh, Mason Redman also was the positive to come out of it. I thought he okay. was moving really well. Full game? Yeah, mostly uh, from what I saw. Um, th- at least three quarters. Um, so he, he looks like here's an outside chance for me. Mm, I like the pressure. Way. I mean, I like Mason. We've got to <coughs> – excuse me, guys um, – We've got to find a spot for Mason in, in the side now. We've got um, Hindy on, on one half back flank. We've got Rids in the middle and we've got um, Heps on the other one, right? Yeah. So we've got to find a spot for Mason Redmond. But I like the fact that he's pressuring um, the, the players. I mean, if someone like Heps, well, really heaven a, forbid. Yeah, even a Cahill, you know, that kind of. Yeah, oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, on, on a Cahill, something like that. So, yeah, I like, I like this good pressure. But the back line for us is going to be bloody important this year. Um, and to have Redmond knocking on doors... Um, significantly, then absolutely, I love it. Yeah, Brian was really good in in the ruck. Uh, I thought Gleeson was really polished down back. Um, so look, you got the public club got out of it what it what it wanted to. It, it obviously didn't, you know. There was a lot of inexperience, and and I even noticed it with the VFL list. We'll talk with Paul Cousins about this, but it felt like. Eighty percent of the players I had never seen before. So, and that's it. You were, you were telling me yesterday, and again, we'll talk to Paul about this. But half those players, especially the kids, the Reeds, the Perkins, the and those kids, they haven't played a game of football in eighteen months. No, so it was, like it's their yeah. first game of footy, like significant game of footy. I know um, Reedy and that's been playing some intra club games and 
and stuff. But it's the first the 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 clubs, including Essendon, the draft Perkins and Reed and Cox and that, they're seeing their form for the first time pretty much. They've had to they've had to draft these kids based on their very, very young form. So they're yeah. only now trying to see whether or not who the, who or what they've drafted. Um, so first game in greater than 12 months for all of those players, then just take it with a grain of salt. It, it's yep. just getting getting miles into their legs, getting Perkins to have some um, uh, some leather in his hands and introducing Reed to what it's like to play on a bloke that probably weighs 30 kilos more than him. Yeah, and, and Reed was an interesting one. Like uh, I think there was a little bit of talk of Goody... Could it be a possible for round one? Look, he was a bit too rusty for me to be considered uh, a round one option. And and uh, Truck, who had an interview with Cal Toomey uh, yesterday, he actually talked about Cox that he probably wouldn't play if it was a key position type um, mm. role because he's just too thin. And that's where Reed's at. Because mm. Reed is a key position player and I just don't see him being elevated because... No, you can't. He needs he needs to get in the weights. There's just yeah. no other Co- way around it. Coxie can run around the ground and use his incredible aerobic ability um, and his all of his 200 centimetre ability and his left and right boot. He's wildly talented and you can run him around the ground and he doesn't have to to be to try and out-muscle some enormous forward. Um, yeah, Reedy, like you said, Reedy's great. Don't worry about him, mate. He's wildly talented. He just needs to jump on the roast dinners. Uh, yes, grandma's a fair bit. So, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Reed and Grandma, and Grandpa Reed, feed that boy, get that boy um, into the into the roast dinners and, and get him on the line, and he'll be fine. He'll be fine soon. Yeah, and just I guess the last person, Zerk Thatcher, also played. Gun. Um, as the game went on, he got better. Like his first half was really rusty again, like everyone else, but he got his touch and he got his. Um, he's got his spoils a lot better in the sort of the last thirty minutes of the game, so he started to started to click. Uh, so he'll be he'll be one they'll definitely look at as an option. Um, he may be just a touch too rusty because uh, yeah. he had a limited preseason. So he, I my gut feel says hell he needs another game. Uh, what about Gleason? Like, is there can they wangle around the players because Gleason's would be too can't exactly replace Hurley. But no, yeah, well, my gut feel is that they're not going to make massive changes. Like, I don't think they're going to replace Stewart. I I, I, I was actually hearing Jerry Syracuse just talk and said, you know, Hawthorne with Pat now is not a tall team. Like, they yeah, don't okay. believe. So, so that could be an yeah, opportunity so to they, bring Gleeson in. They, they might be happy with Laverde, Ridley and Francis. Um, yeah. As the, as and like the, you said, if, if they're not wildly tall with Patton, who's – useless unit anyway but um if they're not wildly tall it might be an opportunity for a gleason or a redmond to come in because they're a short a smaller defender not a wildly big one but a smaller defender um to to bring them in so we've got options um, got options because yeah. even with hooksy starting full forward if things start to break down he is that flexible too yeah you can switch laverde down to the forward line and chuck hooker in the back line yeah, or yeah. Something so like you've that. got yeah. they've got a lot of flexibility with with a possible team they're going to name so Look, we'll go to a break. We want to get Paul Cousins on the line and have mm. a chat to him uh, about yesterday and about about the whole program, how it's been looking, how it kind of developed. Because there's there's a new coach, new managers, new players. So. They're going to be flying into state, all of this sort of stuff. Yeah, so we'll get him on the line and come back soon.
And welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Joining us now um, is the Essendon Football Club VFL President, Mr. Paul Cousins. Welcome, Paul. Hello, boys. Good to be back on for another year. Yes, indeed. Thank you very much for uh, joining us, mate. We um, we wanted to do a bit of a focus this uh, this episode on uh, the Mighty Bombers VFL program. So we, we're going to run through... Um, the the season, and we're we're very very glad to have you um, on as a guest. I guess I'll start off the questioning by asking: Look, it, it's been a huge off season um, for the Essendon Footy Club. It's been a huge off season for pretty much every club. But from a VFL point of view, there's been a huge amount of changes: um, staff, playing list, the whole nine yards. Can you run us through sort of what's happened from last season to this season? And you were you were sort of saying off air a minute ago that things have really kicked into gear from about January. So can you give us an overview on on how things have gone? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and look, you're right. Um, uh, you know, COVID had a huge impact on on uh, so many things and industries and people around the place. But um, you know, when it comes to the VFL, um, it, it completely shut us down. So. We were saying last night that um, we played a game almost a year ago to the day uh, up in Colac that was, you know, three days later our program got shut down and never got started again. So um, it, it's uh, it's been a, a long time between drinks. During that period, we sort of tried to um, stay in touch as best we all could um, without sort of knowing, you know, everything that was going on. And then I think it was a, from memory sort of June, July um, that, we officially got shut down for the year and um, look, to be honest, you know, it probably drifted along a bit from there because no one really knew what was going to happen this year. Would there be a VFL this year? And then, you know, there was the announcement of the, the um, merging of, of the leagues with the NEFL. Um, and so that, you know, looked promising. Obviously, there'll be a program, but what's it going to look like? Salary caps are being reduced. Um AFL soft caps are being reduced, which, um, you know, any sort of VFL operational staff fall into that AFL soft cap. So is anyone going to be able to pay any staff? Is, you know, so there were these sort of never-ending questions that um, no one could really answer for an extended period, uh, which meant that, uh, you know, probably like several other programs and, and probably a bit more so in our case, things got started pretty late. Um you know, purely through sort of circumstance and uh, and that in turn really meant an entire new program in many ways. So uh, as you mentioned, new staff, new players, and that's, that's really the case. There's not um, a lot of familiar faces uh, to, to people who have been there for years previous at the moment. Uh there's a lot of fresh faces. But, are, are, you but just, are you just hugging Danny Union and saying, thanks, thank, yeah, thank you yeah, for staying? You're the only one I know. You know, me and <laughs> me and Dan uh, stood on the sidelines together and watched yesterday and kind of huddled together because we don't know anyone else. But <laughs> no, 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 that's not true, of course. We've, done, we've been through pre-season and, and got to know everyone. But uh, certainly it's a new group. There's, um, you mentioned Danny, there's, there's sort of three or four others who have returned uh, from previous years, a couple of them from last year, which, um, you know, most people didn't get to see, obviously, because we didn't play games. But yeah. Yeah. They, they went through the pre-season with us last year, so they're, they're old new. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, other than that, it's, uh, it, it's very much a sort of a, a new, fresh program 
Um, Mark Corrigan was our coach last year. He's coaching Casey Demon's VFL program this year. So Lee Tudor's taken over as our coach. Um, with Cam Roberts, who's who's the other development coach with our AFL program. He's our sort of lead, Lee's lead assistant. Um, with our with our VFL, um, Jacob Thompson, who who oh, yeah. avid yeah. avid VFL watchers will remember, um, given a sort of one glove fist pump at Port Melbourne a few times uh, as a player for our for our VFL program for a few years. Um, he's come back as an assistant coach, which is fantastic. Uh, and actually, his cousin um, Dan Thompson. Is also back as a player, so we're, we're, there's a few faces like that who have been around the program in years past, um, who, who are sort of coming back, which is great. Uh, but other than that, it's, look, it's a very young group. It's you know the, the dynamic of the league has changed a bit uh, and sort of pointed a bit more towards a, a, a pure development league as opposed to a um, you know a sort of standalone. Um, men's if you like competition you know it's, it's they're encouraging um a lot of sort of uh guys out of the out of the i would i still call it the tech cup but out of the nab league, NAB league um to, to sort of integrate into programs and certainly uh last night you will have seen um you know oh, there must have been at least 12 or 12 or 15 i would guess sort of um 18 to 19 year olds playing now in our team now, there won't be that many make the list um, when it's a final list, but but certainly that's a that's a pointer to the direction that the league's gone, and um, which you know brings its own excitement. Probably um, changes uh, the, the the nature of the development program a little bit, but um, you know, change can be exciting too. And that's that's how it felt like. Uh, I mean, I, when I was just talking about the game yesterday. Um, you kind of had two scenarios, right? You had the the Tigers who had actually already played a practice match, but just just they seemed much more. Uh, they seemed older in age, more physical, more mature, um, and it kind of sh- you know I'll, I'll be speak honestly. It showed around the ground, like it just felt like yeah, it, it, they were just too big, um, too physical, and we lost a couple of guys early with height. Uh, and we felt like we we're quite a small team in the first place, so that put us on yeah. the, on the back foot. Um, can I ask about Lee Tudor? Him being coach, uh, his his background for me as an outsider, you know, as a fan, is you always hear the word development. Is that really what he brings? Is that is that his key strengths? That acknowledging the 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 list and, and the recent draft. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he he's the head of development for for the footy club, um, but. You know, with the with the COVID changes um, and reductions that have come in, that's sort of become a bit of a dual role with um, VFL coach now as well. Um, certainly, his Lee's background in recent times has been in the development space. He he uh, was a, a sort of lead development coach for us last year, but it, it's <laughs> pretty AFL coaching is a, a really cyclical thing. It certainly wasn't that long ago that he was being touted as a potential AFL. Mm. senior coach and um, certainly he's had a really successful time I was in um, as an assistant coach around the traps so he's got a mountain of experience but he's terrific with the young guys and I think that that probably lends itself to that sort of development area um, but yeah he, he's you know Lee's also an experienced match day coach and obviously played a lot of footy in 
Um, everyone remembers him kicking that left foot wobbler to Ablett in the 94 prelim, I think <laughs> it was, to win the game against yep. North. Um, That's true, but, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah but uh, he... Uh, Look, he's been around footy a long time. He knows the game inside and out. And, um, you know, the, the young guys are really in terrific hands. But, you know, to emphasise the point a bit, I've got the um, last night's team sheet in front of me and I'm looking at the birth dates and, um, you know, the years are all sort of 02, 01, 02, 02, 01, 02, 01, 01, 02, 02. So, you know. I was finished uni by the time these kids were born, so um, it, it, it <laughs> all the, all the, all feel pretty old. Yeah, all the guys uh, born in 02 just started just a beautiful era of the Eston Football Club. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> just, yeah, I mean, on, honestly, I'm looking down this list and I'm seeing a dozen blokes born in 01 and 02, um, which is, you know, so clearly those guys are, you know, 18, 19, 20 years old, so, um, and, and, Whilst we played some exciting AFL talent, AFL listed talent in our side last night, they were also born in 02. <laughs> uh, you know, so the, the comparison there was with Richmond, who had, um, you know, a, a lot more sort of uh, senior in, in age and in demographic um, AFL listed players like your sort of Marlon Pickett's and Agnolesi yeah. Smith and. Um, Coleman Jones and, and various guys in their sort of early to mid 20s. We had sort of Gleeso and, um, you know, Mace Redmond, all of what, 22 or something now, and being the old head there, and Dirk, and, you know, that was largely it. Other than that, it was on and cut Tom Cutler, but other than that, it was, um, you know, really the, the kid brigade sort of doing the work for us. And look, that last night was our first of five practice matches in a row. Um, so you're not going to play Danny Union and these blokes in, in the first one. Um, we'll look to taper those guys so that they're, they're sort of hitting the ground running in round one. So you'd expect over the next two or three weeks, we'll, we'll, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, well, the reality around the VFL this year is that we're starting very late. Um, yep. you know, our, our season doesn't start until mid to late April. Um, okay. So, and the AFL guys need somewhere to play when they're not getting the game. So, yeah. um, you know, if we're not playing practice matches every weekend from now on, because of course the AFL round one next weekend. So, if we're not playing practice matches every weekend, guys like um, Zerk and Mace Redman and and Gleeson and these guys who might have had an injury niggle, or you know, you think about guys like Jake Stringer, who's probably going to need some game when he comes back before he goes in and. Um, Paddy Ambrose, you know, we've got a lot of guys who are sort of who are close to getting back now. Yeah. Um, but are probably going to be ready for round one in the AFL, which probably means they're going to need, you know, even a half in the VFL or something. Um, so, so we need to have games. So, uh, we've got got practice matches every week right up till our round one now, which off the top of my head, I think is the. Brisbane game in the AFL. Um, so what's that round five maybe in the AFL is our round one in the VFL. Mate, I'm interested in what you said just a little bit earlier with regards to how the VFL as a competition is changing now or has changed. You were sort of saying yeah. it's gone from more of a, I don't know, a, a men's, in inverted commas, um, standalone competition to more of a development league for the club's where, like we sort of said yesterday, we're, 
we're playing the Reedies and the Archie Perkinses and the, those guys, and there's probably going to be less older VFL veterans that maybe played a couple of years in the AFL or missed the AFL and built an entire career in the VFL and... You, you see those, I remember you go down to Williamstown and some of Port Melbourne's of the world and those kind of guys, and they've got those older blokes that are huge-bodied. Maybe they missed the AFL. They've, they've been around for a good period of time, but they're dirty, great big blokes playing in the VFL. Is it going to yep. be less of that now and more of, like you said, the 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 kids playing and maybe even pinching them up from TAC or NAB or whatever it is? Um and pinching them up into the into the program so that they can learn what the senior program looks like if they're going to get up into that um, echelon. Uh, yeah, look, I think there's no doubt that's the case. Um, there, there will. It's going to be interesting how it plays out truthfully because those standalone programs that you mentioned, Willie, Port, you know, uh, Frankston, Coburg, all, all these clubs, yeah. they're, they're still going to focus a lot of resources on those. Mature bodied, mature oh, okay. guys. Yeah, okay. um, so, uh, but the, the, there are some age restrictions that have come into the competition. So you have to play a certain amount of guys in certain age brackets. Like you're only allowed to play a certain amount of, from memory, it's nine over 25s or something like that. Um, and you have to play a certain amount of guys under the age of, of 24, um, I, I think. So, um, yeah, there's there, there's some restrictions put in place to sort of trend the league younger um, and and into more of a development space, um, and that sort of falls in line too with reduced salary caps and stuff. Obviously, your big maybe guy who's played a lot of AFL footy or, or um, AFL footy or whatever at twenty seven, twenty eight. Um, when they'd come back into the comp previously, they'd earn pretty good money and. Um, you know that's that's something that um, I think they're looking to reduce in numbers because in in part because it'll help reduce um, salary burden uh, and those guys can probably earn well not probably they absolutely can earn more money in local footy now so uh, and that it's probably been going that way for a few years truthfully but I think COVID um, you know probably put a little bit of a fast forward on that pushed it over um, yeah but but certainly. There, there will be, you know, probably the, the contrast between um, clubs like your AFL clubs, like we've always been a development program, truthfully. We're, yeah. we're about developing um, guys on our AFL list to be better better footballers so they can get into the AFL system and play well and also um, about developing guys who are outside the AFL system to hopefully get in. Um, you know, so um, we've always been a development program. That's always been our primary focus, but We've also had, you know, a really strong list of, of um, guys in their sort of early to mid to sometimes even late twenties who are on the VFL list, um, which, which will probably be a little bit reduced going forward. Um, so, so when we play against a Willie or a Port or, or those kind of clubs, it will be really interesting to see the contrast because yeah. they'll have more more mature guys. There's no doubt about that. Um, so, uh, you know, I think a guy like Mitch Hibbard, for example, who played with us last year, who came from Willie, I think has gone back to Willie and he's a huge bloke, you know. So you know, we don't, we're not going to have anyone um, on our VFL list who can match up physically with a guy like Hibbard. So, yeah. 
Um, yeah, as an example um, of how that might go, Josh Begley from memory's gone to Frankston. Um, you know, good luck to one of our 18 year olds matching up on fridge. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I, I think the reality is there'll, there'll be a, a bit of a contrast there. Um, but it also depends how many AFL lists the guys we can play too. And of course, the bottom of our AFL list is now very young, um, much younger than it has been over the last number of years. So, uh, look, our, our VFL team most weeks is going to be a pretty young team. That's reality. But, um, that doesn't mean we, you know, we won't be competitive. That's for sure. Uh, one of the uh, one of the great signings that you the VFL got was Joe Atley, for former Port Adelaide player. Is he? Do you know if he's scheduled to play in the next couple of practice matches at all? Yeah, I'm told last night, by the way, that his nickname by him, <laughs> that his nickname is Juice. Juice. Uh, we're we're running with that. We asked him what his nickname was, but he gave us half a dozen, and Juice was one of them. So we're going with that. So nice. from now on, I Juice only want to hear. I, I, I only want to hear um, Joe referred to as Juice, please. All right. So uh, Juice, Juice yeah, if you're listening, Joe, I hope you like that. Uh, <laughs> so Juice, uh, yeah, he's a couple of weeks away. He's um, had some look. Honestly, he's had a lot of body issues. If he didn't, he'd still be on Port Adelaide's list. I don't think there's any question about that. He's uh, he's a really good talent. Uh, I'm told Ken Hinkley was a massive fan of his and um, pretty reluctant to let him go. But his body let him down over the course of a couple of years, and um, he's finally, you know, to, to our great benefit, getting back into um, pretty good shape now. And I think he's. Um, He'll aim to, to probably play our last couple of practice matches all going well, would be my guess, and, and hit round one going. But and people know he's Sean Atley's brother, um, and Sean uh, plays very much an outside running kind of role for North Melbourne and has very successfully for a long time. Joe's the exact opposite of that. He's a huge-bodied inside mid. He's a bull. He, he's absolutely a, he's a punisher in there. So... Um, yeah, he, you'll you'll see whenever he gets back, you'll see him at the first bounce and crushing bodies. Yeah, so uh, what I guess watching also uh, Cole Dunkley play, he seemed quite strong over the ball uh, as well. So it kind of leads into hopefully a, a quite a physical midfield. Is that how you saw it? Yeah, yeah. Um, Dunks is uh, you know he he shows the benefit of a couple of years in the AFL system, obviously and. Yeah, I was going to say even compare it with a bloke like Hindy from when he played VFL with us to now, and he's suddenly come back with these big guns, you know. So, but it's uh, they they spend a couple of years in a full time system, and they, they really develop that strong body, and that's uh, Carl certainly shows that. Um, he, he unfortunately picked up a bit of a knock on the shoulder last night, I think. So I'm not um, not exactly sure where that's at, how serious that is, but hopefully it's uh, only something minor and he's able to hit the ground running. Certainly he and Joe in the midfield group together, um, as you say, they're big, strong bodies and and that gives us um, something really good through the midfield to build around. Now, mate, we've we'd got to wrap it up at some stage. We could talk to you for hours. I've got one sort of question that I've, I've found interesting. With all of the... With all of the um, restrictions that are happening um, due to COVID and the um, the reductions in overall budgets and salaries and that sort of stuff, 
It's interesting though that the way the VFL is now merged with the Neefall. So it's at certain stages in the year, I assume we'll be flying up north um, to go and play some of those guys up there. That's a an extra expense that the VFL program didn't have last year or the year before that. How how does that work? Does the AFL support us for that, or, or you as the president and the rest of the guys going to have to work your bum off and get some more revenue? Wash some cars and get raise some money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're going to car wash this afternoon <laughs> at Color Marine. Depending on that. Uh, no, look, it's a, it's a really good fair question because um, you know obviously there's been a huge amount of cost cutting. Um, going to the AFL and to individual clubs. Um, and then you're right, that's a, a reasonably significant added expense. Um, but the, the answer is that the AFL will pay for VFL clubs travel. Um, okay. uh, you know, it's, it's something that, um, it's really difficult for, for the AFL to say to clubs, look, you need to rip three, four million out of your soft cap. But, by the way, you're going to have to pay for an extra 40 bucks to travel to Queensland and Sydney a couple of times a year. So, yeah, um, it, yeah it, it's not um, it's not something that you know clubs. Obviously, we didn't decide to incorporate the the NEFL into the VFL, so yeah. it wouldn't be ter- terribly fair to then plug clubs with that cost. So, um, it, the, the the merging of the leagues was very much a, a sort of AFL driven decision. I think so. Um, they're, they're happy to pick up the tab there and, and truthfully it probably still um, you know people will say that's that's crazy spending by the AFL or, or whatever but truthfully it's probably cheaper than running the NEFL as a standalone comp anyway um, so um, whilst there is an added expense there for a little bit of travel for some Victorian clubs um, and of course for some NEFL clubs but they have to travel anyway I mean they would you know, Sydney based and Queensland based and whatever else. So they they already had some, some travel expenses there. So for them things won't be terribly different. They'll the aeroplane will just turn south a bit more than it used to. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's look I can um I can tell you that having seen a um, and without giving any detail, um ha- having seen a, a draft draw recently, it looks like we'll probably travel only a couple of times, maybe twice. Um up to uh, somewhere far warmer than here in, in uh, the middle of the season, which I'm sure will be appreciated by everyone who has to do it. I so, um, yeah, so, and, and hopefully, again, it, it's it's very much a draft situation at the moment. There's nothing locked in, but hopefully we might even have a couple of uh, couple of curtain raiser type situations with the AFL playing um, up north at the same time. So, uh, which would be exciting, I think, for everyone involved. I think, you know, for we talked about um, NAB League kids coming in. I mean, imagine being a NAB League kid and saying, yeah, I'm flying to Brisbane this weekend to play on the Gabba before the AFL do or, or whatever, you know. That, that would be a, great. That would be yeah, great to have the, the kids playing before the before the AFL guys. Even And that, that, that's, I was thinking about what you just said. It's As much as it's... Um, the AFL is playing for it, and that's a big uh, weight off your shoulders, no doubt. You guys have still got to coordinate however many blokes jump on a plane, and you got to get them into hotels, you got to coordinate the training and the physios and all that kind of stuff up with them. And it's it's a it's a massive change this year for the VFL guys. But again, for the for the kids, for the Archie Perkins who two weeks ago was kicking around a footy or two weeks, two months ago was kicking around a footy um, with his mates in a park. It's a big deal to chuck on your Essendon polo and, and a nice pair of shoes and jump on a plane, 
get off in Brizzy, do the hotel thing just like the seniors and then play the game before them. That's a that's proper AFL preparation stuff. I like to see that. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I don't know if we'll get hotels or not. I suspect we might be fly up, fly back on the same day. And again. But, <laughs> okay. uh, but yeah, we'll see how that plays out. I, 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 to be honest, I don't think um, even the AFL really know um, specifics on that sort of stuff just yet. Uh, I think that's all still sort of playing itself out a bit. But um, yeah, it, it's as much as, you know, people might say it's a pain to have to travel out. I don't think any of the players and most of the staff will complain. I think everyone will like the the point of difference, and um, you know, and it's a bit of a for us. I mean, we're not travelling all the time, obviously, with the VFL, unless you count Frankston and Coburg. But um, <laughs> and we've where we've all been homebound for a year. So yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, and you know, as the president of the program, I love the idea of, of getting on a plane with the boys. It's yeah. I think it's a it's a really um, really true adage that that you really get to know each other a lot better on the road. I think uh, you know I think um, a road trip with a group, whether it's with your mates or with a footy club or basketball or whatever it is, I think when, when you're away with someone and you're sort of all thrown in together and you're eating meals together and you you know you're travelling together and. I think you really get to know people a bit better that way. Um, so, you know, it looks like hopefully uh, if the draw sort of holds up, it looks like we might travel early in the VFL season, which, I, you know, I think from a, a group that's coming from really different directions with some, some tack guys and some older guys and, um, as well as some AFL-listed guys, I think that gives us a really unique chance to, to um, bond and really start to, you know, sort of, um, rebuild that that really strong culture that we've had down at the VFL level over the last few years. That's one thing that um, you know we're, we've worked really hard on over a really extended period over five or six years to, to um, build that yep. that really strong bond and strong culture and um, and it's something that I think, to be honest, has been the envy of a lot of clubs and a lot of um, you know even AFL programs that. That, that we've been, that we've had this really extreme, um, extremely strong culture where everyone's sort of pulling in the same direction. And I think, um, you know, results over the, the last number of years have highlighted that. Um, obviously, when you have a big turnover, you, you can lose that. Um, and it's not something that just happens, it's something you got to work at. So, jumping on a plane together and eating some meals together and having a beer and, you know, whatever else. Uh, that can only be a good thing, I would think. Well, mate, uh, you've been always generous with your time and a, and a good friend to the show. Uh, a big thank you. Uh, we've actually got uh, one of your boys who uh, is hoping to get signed up for the VFL this year in Jack Hickman uh, to call in uh, after the break. So um, it's really good to do actually a whole VFL dedicated show because it's been such – uh, well, <laughs> to be blunt, it's been the both most exciting part of on-field footy <laughs> for the club for a while. So it's it's been consistently, you know, getting deeper in, into finals, playing really exciting footy. So the program has always been, you know, one of the best going around. So um, 
it, it, we, really, we, we really wanted to do a, a show. I, I kind of found it, before I say goodbye, I kind of found it funny that I'm watching, I think it was Channel 9 or Channel 10 saying, the Essendon Football Club is uh, is planning to uh, play some home games in the future for the VFL at Windy Hill. I was like, well, yeah, <laughs> what, sure. what no home kidding. games have I been watching? At the <laughs> <laughs> uh, you must have been sitting in a different rattled stand. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's always, it's always amusing. But um, thank Thank you so much for joining the show, mate. Uh, we wish you all the best. Um, no doubt, I'll see you down at, at a at a training session or a, or a VFL games and say hi. But um, always good to catch up, bud. No, my pleasure, guys. Hey, can I just take two seconds? I just want to give a quick shout out if I can. Uh, sure. Firstly, you you guys are great supporters of the VFL, and I love it. And uh, you know, I think the more. Um, our fans know about the VFL the more connected we are the better as you say it's great footy it's been a great program for the last number of years and there's not too many sports in the world where you can go and stand on the fence and wander out to a huddle and do all that with with, um, you know athletes of this caliber at this level and I think um, the more people are involved in the VFL and, and get out to have a look the better I think it's been as you say it's been fantastic for our footy club over a, a, what's been a you know let's be honest a difficult period um, for, for quite a while I think the, the VFL has been a really bright light and um, you know guys like you shine a light on that and I always appreciate it um, so I'm always happy to come on and hopefully we do it again soon but um, the other quick shout out I wanted to give was to a few of our volleys who never get any mention. So yeah, take, take your time. Who, take your time. <laughs> no worries. Nick and Heath, our property guys, who had their first sort of uh, first game as property guys last night and looked like they were getting run around like absolute lunatics. So uh, quick shout out to them and uh, Big Wayno and a few of the other boys. You know who you are, and Big hopefully we get a few more back over the few. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a footy club. You call Blake Wayno and you know. <laughs> But uh, they know who they are, but they don't get a lot of re- recognition and our club doesn't function without these folks. So, and I shouldn't say blokes because it's it's very much the, the girls as well. We've yep. got lots of men and women who, who volunteer and give up their time. And, um, you know, without it, they don't get any recognition really, but without it, the Essendon Footy Club isn't the Essendon Footy Club. Big, so big I just Wayno wanted to give a quick shout out. Big Wayno and Big Jano. <laughs> yeah, as, yeah, exactly well. right. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly right. Uh, I know. I'm pretty sure Nick's a listener to your show, and maybe his as well. So, nice. boys, if you're listening, keep up the good work. Thank you, thank you, boys. Wayno, and ladies, property guys, Paul, Juice. Thank you, everyone. Juice. Um, <laughs> uh, look, it's been Breen as always. Uh, Paul, we'll catch. No doubt, we're going to uh, have you on uh, on the show to discuss uh, as the VFL programs really kicks into gear. Uh, we'd love to have you back on the show anytime, if that's okay. Appreciate it, guys. Anytime you like. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, guys. And we'll have Jack Hickman after the break. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Now, the second guest for our show today. Um, this is a this is a good one for us. We've uh, we've had a, we've had a few names on this show, but um, this is going to be an interesting conversation, I reckon. On the show today, we've got uh, Mr. Jack Hickman. He's the uh, mysterious number eleven that's been playing for Essendon's uh, VFL side of the last couple of games. Um, kicked a few uh, kicked a few sausages in the first game. Played again yesterday and didn't play too bad at all. Um, so, welcome, Mr. Hickman. 
How are you going, guys? Got another show. <laughs> Thanks, mate. We um we're very happy to have you on the show. And when I say it's interesting, because we we don't often get to to actually um, uh, interview guys that are running around with a red sash across their chest, um, and <laughs> for, for the experience of it. So, um, mate, thank you very much for joining us. Now, now good. Um, can you tell us a bit about you? We'll start off with a set of tell us a bit about you. Tell us a bit about your footy journey, journey um, and how yep. did you end up at the Bombers? Uh, so it started from the Pioneer program, really. So back, started Pioneer back in under 16, and then, yeah, worked up all the way through 17, 18. And then this year, since it's all changed, with um 19 program now. So, um, yeah, come into 19 program this year, and because uh, we're, we're aligned with Essendon and Carlton, I'm pretty sure. So they okay. sent a couple to, couple to Carlton, and then a few of us to Essendon. Get to train there, started... Uh, like January we started there. Um, so yeah, no, it's been great. Been down there for a while now. All the boys are, and um, no, been loving it down there so far. Been good. So you 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 live out Bendigo way, right? Yeah, yeah, from Bendigo. From Bendigo, yeah. Uh, look, everyone everyone's probably talking like, who is this Jack guy now? There was there was kind of like a, an amusing running commentary, like when I looked at Essendon forums and social media. Uh, Essendon played an intra club match uh, at the Hangar. Yep. This was probably about three four weeks ago, yep. and, and you know the the club who did take vision of of the game, they kind of released an eight minute uh, kind of all the goals kicked, and then suddenly oh, yeah. suddenly this this light haired kid number eleven <laughs> is is running through the midfield. Uh, just looking dashing, kicking two or three goals, and yeah. everyone's like, oh, "Is this guy on the list? Like, what's who is this guy?" He looks like. And, no, it was a little cool up thing. <laughs> how was that? I mean, how was that experience for you? Even just having the likes of a Dyson Happel around you, you know, some oh, of these. Right. Yeah, it was it just like it was just was it a late call up? Like, how did you even get it involved in it? So, because the inter club, they were a bit short on numbers, so they brought a few of the DFL players up. So I think about seven of us they got to play, or yeah, seven or uh, seven or something. Um, so yeah, we got told I think two days prior to the game that um, we were gonna yeah go out there have a little kick around. Didn't know how much game time we got. I think I got about ten minutes out of everything. <laughs> So it kind of made the most of it, which was not oh, too bad. My oath you did, mate. That's that's <laughs> that's how you that's how you get your name on, on yeah, the list, exactly. mate. That's not bad. <laughs> nah, yeah. So it wasn't too bad. Six couple of snags, that was all right. Um, yeah, no, I had Heppel come up to me and chat to me during the game, which was good. Give me some pointers, which was pretty surreal. Um, yeah, no, it was real good. So, so um, is is is. Tell me, like, what are your your strengths as a footballer? I mean, I, for me, I, I saw speed. It was you. You had a, a bit a bit of pace, knife, and you look like you could kick the ball quite well at pace. And what what are your what do you sort of see as your strengths and, and possible weaknesses? Um, probably yeah, probably my speed. Like, um, when I growing up, um, probably endurance as well. Then did the athletics when I was younger. Heaps went to nationals and you know, ran for Victoria and all that. So that was. Endurance okay. is probably one of my big strengths. Um, kicking, not not too bad. Being told maybe a little bit to um, get better than kicking, but um, certainly agility is probably a good one for me as well. We did that NAB league testing the other week. Yep. Um, yeah, didn't do too bad in that. Um, 
yeah, probably need to focus on mostly maybe some decision making or stuff around there. Um, still trying to practice that heaps for training. Yep. Um, but no, I've been yeah working on heaps, but it's going real good. So, do, do were you act? Did you actually nominate yourself for the 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 recent draft? Oh, I did. Yeah, we didn't have much luck there, but yeah, but. Because so, of COVID, didn't really get to play. Probably didn't have a name out there. Yeah. At any stage. So I guess I guess for you, um, the the fact that the AFL is actually opening up that mid season, you know, draft options, or, or you know, is that is that kind of the focus for you is to get into a good VFL program, play some just basically play some good footy, uh, and, and just see where where the opportunities lie, either mid season or end of season. Uh, yeah, probably mid-season is probably one to look at. And then also if nothing goes right there from the end of the draft. Um, the third, we start the Pioneer program in about three weeks. So we have the first four games. I think I'll play there. Yep. Um, try and get my foot into the state league program, the big country and stuff. Trying to get into that. Yep. I reckon it's probably the aim. Um, and then, yeah, after the four games, we have... I think four weeks off for Pies and then VFL start kicking up. So I'll hopefully play for them and, yeah, put my best foot forward, really. Try and get to either one of those drafts. Um, yeah, it's a real aim, I reckon. Yep. Man, I reckon you're, you're looking good for it just so far. Mate, just yeah. a, a quick question. Um, so you get into you get down to the Dons, you get changed, all the, the, the right and proper's, you get out on the field. What's the message from um, from Lee Tudor in that game? What what's what, a where did they they say you were going to be playing? And and what was the message to the team? What were they what were they trying to um, learn and uh, and yeah, just learn? What were they trying to learn and implement on the ground? From which game was it? The um, you, the first the int- one, the Intra Club. Yeah, the Intra Club. The Green Club. Um, it was basically pretty simple message. Lee just told all the boys um, to go out there, plant instincts, just go have fun. They're not going to not going to um, be angry at any mistakes because you're going to make mistakes all the time. He just said, just put your best foot forward, play footy and have fun, really. <laughs> oh, well, that's, that's a, man, that's a great message. So it wasn't it wasn't such a structured sort of you run nah, here, you run all. there, just a bit, a they bit really, of fun. They really just said, because we don't know many players or we'll never play with each other, so it's great. Um, yeah, just go out there, play on instincts and just have a, real, um, a really good time. But, yeah, Excellent. Yeah, that's just, what I did. Just run really fast, bounce the ball three times, yeah, and kick a goal. Kick, <laughs> kick, kick two goals, mate. That's, yeah, footy's that's a, a simple game, isn't it, mate? <laughs> well, I mean, you, does, a, does a guy like Waterman, when you see his journey just even the last month, do, does that is that where where you go, well, that's that's the opportunity, right? It's, it's just having a few of those moments where you're just highlighting what you can do. And that's that's the opportunity, I guess, given to most footballers around Australia that there, nothing's dead. Like there's 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 always an opportunity. And Waterman's more, you know, in his low twenties now, but straight away plays a couple of sessions at the club. They like it. He's signed for a year. Oh, exactly. There's always opportunity. Like he's, I think, what twenty four something yeah. now, or yeah. something around there. And um, yeah, is you can never like not have an opportunity to play AFL. It's he plays. That one, two good games, really all you need, and they see you, then they put on the, the training, and it's, a, it's like him, he's been starring, so um, it's been great for him. Um, yeah, 
it'd be um, good to be like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can bad. I can I ask what kind of words Happel would have said to you? Just is it just basic encouragement, or was he actually talking um, to you a little bit about your game also? Well, there was a moment where I had an intercept mark about to get out, and um, I played on and had the shot that just missed, and then he come over about because when he kicked that goal, he comes straight up to me um, and said. Um, been going really well, and then gave me some pointers about just a bit of composure and all that. And then, um, yeah, when I went on the kick, you know, two goals, he came up to me and was wrapped for me, and I was yeah, pretty excited by that. It was not, not a little bad. Um, talking about me after I kicked on them, little two goals. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you, you always hear that the players love playing with Hep, uh, and you probably got a, a little snapshot of why. They always nominate him as the clear uh, oh, ca- yeah. captain because he, he's just the Leon Gather guy. No worries. Oh, you know, he doesn't care who anyone is. Just will encourage you and 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 um and talk you up. So I it, that must be a pretty cool experience. Oh, exactly. Like he wouldn't know whoever it was, but he'll just come up to me being a great bloke. So much encouragement. Um, yeah, I feel like everyone can learn so much from him. Yeah, be a great leader. Matt, one question I've got for you. I've, I've always found it fascinating to my illustrious football career at the uh, South uh, Croydon Football Club uh, <laughs> Reserves. <Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> um, I've often wondered what each step up in uh, professionalism, so to speak, feels like. Like to go from local footy to, like you said, um, playing for Bendigo, up in the Bendigo and those kind of guys, and then coming to play – at like a VFL league and then when you're playing around people that are that are sort of in the AFL like Heps and, and Marty Gleason and all those kind of guys, is there a noticeable step up in speed or or intensity for those games from um, from sort of potentially the lower grades? Oh, hey, like last night I could tell the games are so much faster. Everyone you wanted like all their structures. Everyone was so aligned with what to do. Like Richmond, they were a great team. They knew all their structures, all what to do. All knew each other with us because we're such a young team that we haven't really played much with each other. Um, so I found that the pace was so much quicker than um, probably senior footy back here. I played a couple of senior games here, and, like the pace from under eighteen AFL, and then I can't imagine what AFL would be like. That would be a whole nother step. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's a really big change. And with the professionalism, you see boys like at the senior club, they go after um, training, they don't do much. They just go straight home. But we saw yesterday, all the boys are straight, you know what to do, all the recovery. Um, it's so much more professional than down here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, let's talk about yesterday. Um, uh, and we look, uh, we opened the show and I just had, you know, I was there at the game Um uh, and look, it, you know, it, it was very evident, even though you had, there was a very good first quarter by you guys, actually, but um, it was very evident that Richmond just had a, a much more mature body, kind of knew all each other, knew you knew the game plan, and, and you guys were kind of a little bit thrown in all together with a lot of young guys um, for your very sort of first experience. Um, 
Uh, out on the field, uh, you know, I even noticed yourself, you know, I think one of your very first possessions, you got crunched, actually. Um, in the centre there. Yeah, in the centre there. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah like, that was he remembers a cool it. moment. Yeah, I, I know. I was, I was saying to the guy next to me, I was like, I hope he's all right for the show tomorrow. <laughs> uh, uh, but, yeah, you would have known the physicality um, pretty quickly uh, and just the speed uh, of closing speed. Um, how... I must, I must admit, I was thinking, like, how good a develop, st- development still that must be for you? Because most players say, you know, they take two or three weeks, but they do end, end up getting it. Like, their speed, they do end up adapting. And that's – is that the value of you now going to a VFL system, hopefully, with Essendon, is that two or three weeks, you know, you're going to play five practice matches, actually. Yeah, I think um, the Essendon's got yeah, that's, scheduled. that's what it is, yeah. Um, and that's kind of invaluable for your – progress because you it feels like you'll you'll end up picking up that speed and, and then knowing you know position yourself you guys will learn your structures a bit better um is that when you're coming or walking off the ground after the game it, how are you feeling like as far as like okay for the next game what is jack hickman kind of telling himself you know all right these are the things i'm going to look out for or just think about during the week um so yeah okay. Yesterday, I was just saying to the boys and myself, um, we were all talking about how fast the game was and how just how smart Richmond and how fast moving they moved the ball. Like, that's their whole game plan, just to move it quick, move it forward. And like, yeah, come up the field and like thinking all about today. I've been thinking just what to um, what to do in the next contest. As you said, I got crunched in the middle there. Could have got rid of it a bit quicker, but just their closing speed was just too good for us in the end. Really, they just smashed us with the pressure. Um, but yeah, next few games, I reckon we'll just, um, I will just always adapt to that speed. That's a big one. Um, just get more space and then once you have space, you got more time. Um, but yeah, trying to get rid of it a bit quicker. But everyone it was it was like half a second, mate. You can you can oh, forgive you can had, forgive yourself a little bit. It was <laughs> it was you literally just got the ball. There wasn't much I grabbed the ball and turned and bang straight away. <laughs> was it a unit? Did it was it a big unit that hit you as well? Uh, I think Mario Tell got me actually. Ooh. Oh, okay. Oh, well, just, so, yeah. just re- remember that. Remember that for the next. <laughs> remember that for the next. Exactly. Game. Yes. Check that in the memory. No, I got back. I got straight back up and didn't really well not too much. Just nice. played on the game. Good. Good. It felt like, um, like just, just speaking about other guys that were around you, um, from afar, you know, it felt like um, uh, Archie Perkins, you know, who obviously been talked about, felt like he was picking up the game. As the game went on, he was picking up quite well and, and starting to move quite well. Is, is there guys that you noticed and went, oh, okay, he, this guy's a pretty good player? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, he's been, apparently he's been starring down there, Lee, I've been so, but yeah, you could tell he's just picking up the ball. Great speed player. They have the stoppages and just gone. Um, he pitched up real well, I reckon. He had probably the far best out player, I reckon, he's, on the he's, day. He's an ugly bugger, though, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. He's just. He's King Charles. <laughs> no, that, that, that usually means the opposite with Grant's humor. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's real, real ugly, that bloke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, look. Um, from from where 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 to now for for Jack Hickman because you're not officially on the list is it is it just playing games trying to get on the list what's your next steps? 
Um, so the probably the real focus for me will be trying to make that state team, I reckon, for the Vic Country because they a lot a lot of the recruits will be looking at the NAB League. Um, I've been told so. Um, I'll be probably hopefully put my best foot forward sooner because the first three games or four games I look at the players and they pick a tank and that. Yep. Um, so I'll be playing trying to find my best footy in these under 18 games and then as soon as that's done trying to get as much VFL footy playing and bigger bodies adapting to that more because that'll probably be the best experience for me going forward. Um, yeah, trying to play with bigger, bigger blokes learning heaps more from that. Um, but yeah, that state team's probably the one for me. That's the one for you? Excellent. Mm. Well, we, we, we did put in a good word for you with um, uh, with Mr. Cousins, uh, the president. <laughs> he said, we like we like this boy. We might be claiming him as the uh, the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast VFL player. So uh. we, we, we're claiming you. We like what we see. Um, so yeah. we put in a good word for you. And uh, oh, pa- pa- Paul that. does Paul does everything we say. So clear that. Oh, so, yeah. so you're on the list, mate. Just just count yourself as on the list. Yeah. Keep, uh, keep jumping up off the ground after getting smashed and kicking two a game. And uh, you'll, you'll definitely hit on the list but no it's exactly. it's really good to it's really good to hear that you've got um a plan um to that you yep. know you know what you want to do um and i reckon that's uh um you're, it's a credit to you that you know where you want to go you want to perform well in that vic country um and then uh, like you said the uh um the, the scouts and that sort of stuff they'll be keeping their eye out and then yeah there's a there's a pathway like you said play those vfl games keep getting up off the deck after getting crunched by monsters um <laughs> and um kick a couple and yeah the sky's the limit for you from there yeah exactly right <laughs> right well, uh, Jack, look, uh, first of all, a big, big thank you for joining the show. If it's okay, you know, if, if, if well, it'll be interesting to even have an interview with you uh, in a couple of months just to see how the journey's going. Um, hopefully, it's, yep. hopefully it's going well. But, um, yeah, I, I first wanted to say a massive thank you for joining the yeah, show, mate. Yeah, hugely. No, that's all right, boys. Glad to be on here. So, look, um, we'll, after the break, we'll just do a, a quick wrap-up. Uh, again, thank you, Jack. Have an awesome day, mate. Uh, have a good weekend. Yep. Get some rest. Yeah, I need a bit of uh, yeah. Did the ice baths or the or the uh, Williamstown Bay or whatever they go? Yeah, pretty tough I'm, to do in Bendigo, yeah, the Williamstown Bay. <laughs> do you have to drive down? Did you have to drive down back to Bendigo last night? Yeah, yeah, I drive back and forth about three times a week. Yeah, you'll be oh, doing wow. you'll be doing okay. a lot of K's there. So, all right, all right, mate. Well, all the best, and and um, we'll talk soon, eh? Yes, two weeks, boys. Thank you very much. Thanks, Jack. And welcome back for the Lunchtime Catch Up Podcast. Now, then, um, Scotty, a great show, man. A jewel show, which I love a lot. Uh, no, it was uh, good to give the VFL some respect that it deserves because it's been successful for a long time. And the we, volleys, we, as uh, Paul put it. We wanted to kind of honour and, and uh, lift up the VFL program because uh, I love it. I love going down to local footy and, and I watching Perkins. And we're going to watch Reed and we're going to watch sometimes Cox maybe. And, yeah. And Josh Eyre and Josh Eyre, the Cody gun, Brand, Brand and, and all those boys. And um, So it's exciting. Jack like, Hickman. You, you, see the, you see the future develop in front of your eyes. So. Yeah, I, I, I want to stress everything. 
everybody when we when we wanted to do the VFL show. It's because we love it. Like we we get down to as many as we can, and I will tell you what, we'll be there for the majority of them this year because um, last year, man, I was <laughs> besides the out. state, yes, yeah, hanging out. Well, <laughs> I don't know, maybe maybe it would be true commitment if we actually did a, a flying. To imagine a if we volunteered. Game. How cool would that be? We know the president. We yeah. could volunteer we to can be do the, the oranges, the boot studders. Mm. Uh, anyway, um. Yeah, if you haven't been to a game of AFL, uh, to VFL um, footy in a good so period fun. of time, yeah. Paul's right in what he said is that you are literally inches from the players. Like the, you go down to Williamstown or Port Melbourne or someplace, one of those old school, the cool old school footy grounds, yeah. um, right in the middle of suburbia. And it's it, the, the people are great. There's pies, there's beers, there's good Aussie stuff. Um, and you, you crack up half the time with the people um, yelling from the stands and that sort of stuff. But Paul also makes a good point is that, man, you can get out on the ground, you can go hang out at a huddle, um, you can be You can two watch meters. a coach talk to Perkins or Reed a metre away from you about what he wants yeah. in the next quarter. And it's cool. And then as we, as the, they blow the whistle and everybody has to get off the ground, if you've got a footy there, you can just imagine yourself on a forward pocket, just <laughs> yes. turn around and just, oh, just I'd ease one through from there. No. So I highly recommend that you get down and support the VFL boys um, when they play. Um, it's uh, it's a gr- it's an afternoon out, man. It's an it's an it's about the definition of an Aussie afternoon out. So yes. So look, as we switch to back to next week to the the AFL to the big boys. Yes, round one, Essendon Hawthorne um, at Marvel. Scotty uh, loves Hawthorne. Tickets on sale on Tuesday. Um, there is various stages where the tickets are on sale, depending on what kind of your gold and silver and bronze. Whatever I, membership, I think yes. if you're the higher up, it's 1 p.m. If you're bronze, it's 3 p.m. And then um, I think it's AFL members and a few others a bit after that. I forgot the time, sorry. But look out for the club's got all the details on their website. But it's yep. on the tickets on sale Tuesday. Uh, look, uh, Grandis, tell us about... Obviously, last year we had various Patreon set programs and everything like that. Yes, tell mate. us about what's coming up. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast Patreons. Um, we have uh, the Lunchtime Catch-Up. Sorry, it's patreon.com forward slash the Lunchtime Catch-Up. Um, this year, we will be continuing on with what we did last year for our Patreons. And that is um, an instant reaction show directly after every game. Um, Scotty and I will be getting on the Zoom. Um, <laughs> Which was, can be... Really painful sometimes when you lose eight in a row. Uh, yeah. Uh, we promise to be as upbeat as is humanly possible if we get pumped. Um, but uh, we, we do hang out for those good games when we actually win one. When I ring Scotty and before the Zoom call, we're both going, oh, man, it is so nice to be able to talk about a win. Anyway, um, but yeah, the Patreons. As little as two bucks um, a month. We've got a $2 tier, a $5 tier, and a $12 tier. Um, check out those tiers. They all come with um, extra bits and pieces from Scotty and I on the show. Um, but uh, as little as $2 a month, uh, you get that uh, instant after-game reaction show from us um, sent to you on Zoom. And we also get another piece of extra content, and that is a Thursday selection show. So Scotty and I get on um, on after when we uh, see the game. announced, yep. Yeah, the team's announced and bang on about what we reckon about that. Um, and that's exclusive content for our Patreons. Um, then, of course, we'll be doing this uh, main show. Um, we usually do the main show sort of Sunday or Monday to wrap up yeah. how the game went, full in 
you know, if we in get depth, in, in depth analysis, if we can do, get an interview, we will. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's our main show, and that's always free. We've got a great, um, we've got a great community of of Patreons over there. So if you're uh, if you're new to the show, if you're new to the Facebook pages and the like, get over to patreon.com forward slash the lunchtime catch up, um, and check us out over there. Like I said, it's minimum of two bucks. Um, it, it's um, some good extra content. Also, too, when you get that, when you pay that, um, or you become a member and you pay that two extra bucks, um, you get access to our entire back catalogue on the on the Patreons as well. And that includes um, Zoom shows uh, with um, 2,000 premiership teams and all sorts of different stuff. So, um, Yeah, I mean, I, I was able to do a show last night. I was just doing a summary of the Essendon VFL match yet last night. So I just yep. did a 20-minute... Quick podcast talking about who played well and what happened there. See, That's the kind of insights. Hopefully, we can of value we can we can provide. Absolutely, turn your um, notifications on for Patreon. You get notified. Bang pops up, and you have a listen on your way home uh, from work, or your way into work, or when you're um you you sat on the bog um, just thinking about <laughs> anything. Just have the lunchtime <laughs> catch up podcast. We love that. We have been told that a couple of times. We love the fact that sometimes. Um, we're in your ears while you're in the water closet. So it's a, it's an interesting concept for Scotty and I. <laughs> Whilst people are doing their business, uh, they're listening to us. So um, we don't mind where you listen to us on uh, the Catch Up podcast. Speaking of which, where else can they find us, Scotty? Well, we're always on our Facebook page, uh, Lunchtime Catch Up podcast Facebook page. It's always a, a popular community. Uh, Lunch Catch Up on Twitter. Uh, and then uh, we're on Instagram. You can always look up Lunchtime Catch Up podcast on yep. these ones. We're pretty much everywhere. I'm um, pretty much everywhere. You can just Google Lunchtime Catch Up podcast. you see most of where we are. Yep. Uh, or you can go to our home cloud on on. On uh, sorry, home cloud, a home channel on SoundCloud where all those shows are kept, and Uh, Spotify as well. And we've even got a YouTube channel, so we're 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 covering all the all the areas of social media, global and trending. So, um, all right, everybody, we better wrap it up. Um, How's your competition? Does that get? Oh yeah, sorry the 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 lunchtime catch up podcast competition, and that's closed for now. That is closed for now. Closed at um uh, at uh, on yesterday. Closed yesterday. Thank you, reader. Um, so we'll meet together sometime this week. When yes, we get to- sometimes this week we will meet together. The next steps are we got some great entries. We've got like 40 people um, putting entries in it. So um, some some really good memorabilia in there, which is going to be tough um, to select some finalists. Scotty and I will be selecting the finalists for that. Um, then we will chuck them on the Facebook page via a poll. We've got to figure out how to do that. We might chuck the photos in our... Um, in our lunchtime catch up podcast photos section on the Facebook page, and then we might just sort of label them A through whatever, yeah. and then you can select A, B, whatever it is. <laughs> uh, we'll try to make it as complicated as, as we possibly can. Um, <laughs> we'll just do an A to E, and then an A to E poll, and the A to E photos match the match the poll. The one, uh, and then yes, everybody can make their selections. And uh, the uh, first prize is a bronze membership to the Essendon Footy Club. Um, we can purchase that on your behalf. Um, second prize is a $100 Bomber Shop voucher, which will get you some good gear, and $75 Bomber voucher, which will also get you some good gear for third. So um, we're really happy to be able to do these little competitions. You might do another one uh, halfway through the year or so. Yep. So, look, that's us wrapping it up. Uh, thank you, everyone, for your support. Uh, the numbers always this year have been uh, through the roof, so massive, massive Thank you. Uh, we just do this for fun and just for a laugh. So to get an actual audience in the thousands is pretty insane. So thank you so much for for your kindness. You always you give us some, some really good encouragement and um, build an amazing community. So 
Thanks, everyone. Uh, of course, I didn't cue the end music, uh, so but now I have. Scotty. So uh, that's super professional, man. <laughs> Episode 120. <laughs> 120 and still learning. Yes, baby. It's like the Essendon Football Club, there's a lot of learnings at the There, uh, there is podcast. to do. You're, you're like Archie Perkins. You're like a slightly less good-looking <laughs> Archie Perkins. Just learning, just making I'll his way. Yeah, nice. All right. All right guys, talk See to you later. everyone, and hi to Juice. <laughs>